to Core Community Covenant Church with Pastors Max and Trish. Join us as we learn more about the Word of God. We're entering into a series uh, on praising God. So if you're following in Acts chapter 2, we're actually looking at verse 47 where it says that they went away praising God. And in, in the midst of all the other things they were doing, where they were studying the apostles' teachings, you know, everything that we followed thus far, uh, they get to a place where they're praising God in the midst of, of even persecution and everything that's happening. And so the next few weeks, the, the series that we're entering into is about praising God and not just praising God with a song or with music, although that is, of course, you know, we, we've talked about this many times, that is a form of, of worship. Uh, something that we will look at, but we want to expand and, and again, lean into the idea of how can we praise God in our prayer life? How can we praise God in our everyday work life? How can we praise God when we're doing dishes, when we're, you know, just going about our, our everyday routine? So this this upcoming uh, study will be looking specifically about what what is praise? What does it mean you know, a scripture commands us that whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. So what does it mean to give God glory uh, in, in all of those things and, and lean into that? And with, as we go into communion, uh, I want to look at Matthew chapter 26. Uh, it says, while they were eating, Jesus took the bread, gave thanks and broke it. He gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Mm -hmm. So he's specifically alluding to the fact that he knows he'll be arrested and he knows that he will be crucified. Mm -hmm. But verse 30 says this interesting thing. After he finishes those words, it says, They sung a hymn. And went out to the Mount of Olives. Mm. And we know that at the Mount of Olives, Jesus took that time to pray. And so I just think as we enter into the series and as we share in communion today, uh, to just r- see it in the context of after the breaking and partaking of communion, after that sacrament was instituted, the, the next thing that followed, that, that leading into, is, is praise, is worship that he sings a hymn and then he goes and he has that intimate time with God in prayer. And following that same example, as we take communion, our study will encourage us to do the same. So with that, if you want to pass this around, we can each take. So, thank you. So just to, we, we talked about it into our new, into our new series. So we just wanted to kind of just give you guys the, the outlook. We're going to talk about praising God and Thanksgiving, especially focusing on that Thanksgiving part. Today we're going to talk about finding that Thanksgiving in prayer. Then the next one is going to be with with our whole self, with our bodies. Then uh, it's going to be in our laughter, singing and dancing. And lastly, which is I think is going to be, I'm looking forward to it because we've been talking about it a lot, is is sanctifying the secular. It's bringing together the Sunday to Monday. Because mm-hmm. there's been, for Christians, there's been a very big change mm-hmm. between who they are Sunday and who they are on Monday. Yeah. Especially Mondays. Nobody likes Mondays. So that's what we're kind of 
gonna be look looking into that for this past for the next couple of uh, weeks ahead of us. So really excited about it. So the verse, the key verse for today, where we're gonna start off, is gonna be First Thessalonians five sixteen, uh, and we might jump all the way to. 18, 16, 16 through 18. I forgot it's a very short verses in there. Um, and the, this, one, this one is going to be, I feel like it, it becomes very uh, challenging because uh, as we read, it's going to be everything, like giving thanks in everything, in all situations, right? So let me just read it and then we'll, we'll dive into it. 5, 16 through 18. It says, be joyful always, pray continually, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This, I feel like, is a very challenging... It's a, something that we can say to encourage somebody, but it's a very challenging thing to hear, especially when you're going through something. Mm-hmm. And I, as we were preparing, I was reading an article about Thanksgiving and bringing Thanksgiving into your prayer and uh, the the pastor who who wrote the article he was saying he was saying something he's he said this a lot of times we misunderstand this thing put bringing thanksgiving into prayer he said he said i wasn't supposed to pray thank you god for my wife having cancer mm-hmm. this is not how <laughs> he got on his guy but he's like thank you god for being faithful always for giving me hope for giving me strength for loving my wife if, through this time that we have a chance to rely on you like he was like that's the thanksgiving because now we're focusing on who he is during this situation instead of the situation itself and being able to be thankful in the situation it is very challenging because and i think we've talked about this Mm -hmm. before about we don't want to we're not uh, giving thanks for the circumstances yeah, yeah. themselves if the circumstances are negative. Yeah. Right? But you can give thanks to God in the midst of the struggle to thank God for his goodness, for his mercy, for the blessings that we do have, which, again, it's not to ignore the hardship in life. It's just to not make the hardship your God. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and sometimes, you know, we, we want to be real. We want to be authentic. We want to be honest. But we also don't want to make an idol out of our struggles, out of our suffering, um, out of our hardship. And to see that God will help us to rise above, uh, you know, some of us have had grief and loss. Um, We get frustrated with the work, you know, work situations, with family Mm -hmm. situations, you know, chronic pain, struggling with anxiety, depression. We, We have all of these issues and we don't want to, as a church, make the error of pretending that it's not real. And smi- you know, we, we've said this over and over, um, where you feel that you need to pretend and be happy. But we also don't want to swing the pendulum the other way, where it's we glorify our hardship and don't put it in its place that God is bigger. That, yes, I may have this chronic pain, or yes, I may have this, but God is faithful. And, and God is giving me strength today to get through the day you know what is god doing in the midst of that suffering and what can i cling to that hope that we have um and more importantly taking that to god in prayer because we one of the things that we want to talk about is that we we started a year ago we talked a little bit about prayer and what prayer looks like and we really tried to shake up 
uh, our definition of prayer, right? And, and how the number one most important thing that we need to bring into prayer, understanding it's a conversation with God, is that we need to listen and to be more quiet in our prayer life and give room for the Holy Spirit to speak, right? But another thing that we need to bring into our prayer life at this point, because hopefully we've been practicing this for, for quite a while now, the listening piece, I mean, we're never going to have it perfected. We need to keep, you know, it's so easy to, to revert back to just, you know, verbally vomiting at God sometimes uh, to, to step back and let the Holy Spirit speak. But also when we come to the Lord, another component that's important in our prayer life, as you see here, it says pray continually, giving thanks in all circumstances. So not only should we be praying continually, but our prayer should not just be rolling out a Santa wish list, right? It's not just coming to the Lord with all of our need and all of our requests. Yes, he's there for that, but what we should be bringing to the Lord is thanks. That as we come to the Lord in prayer, as we have that communion with God, that we are intentionally praising him and thanking him for the good things that are in our life, for the blessings that we have, because it puts us in perspective in humility. So often we come and we're mad at God because Things aren't going our way. We didn't get what we wanted. He's not answering our requests. And we're like kids throwing a temper tantrum, stomping our feet. Instead, we come with a posture of humility saying, Lord, your grace is sufficient. I don't deserve anything beyond that. So can we just start there? And in humility saying, God, thank you for, you know, the parts of me that are healthy. Thank you for my home. Thank you for my family. Thank you for running water. I mean, the list we could just go on. We should be able out of a grateful heart to pour out reasons to give thanks and praise to God for who he is. And yes, we can also bring our requests, but it, again, it puts our requests in perspective yeah. that we don't lead with a gimme, 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 but we start and, and our most of our prayer life should be defined not only by listening, but also with a heart of gratitude. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the biggest thing that, we started off with it's who our god is is the god is the problem or is the god is our god and i think the thanksgiving brings us into into the into that place into that focus um uh, that's to me the most important thing that's the, the thing that we take away from during our prayer is being able to put god in in the place where he belongs as the creator the maker, the mm-hmm. the all-powerful and all-knowing. And then when we bring our requests into it, those requests become, I don't want to say doable, but it's, it's not as overwhelming. Like we, we, we quote don't be, uh, Philippians 4.4. 4. No, 4.4 4 is rejoice. It's 4.6. Philippians 4.6 they talk about to not be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, right? So there's a reason that because when we go into a prayer and petition with thanksgiving into it, the anxiety kind of, when we say all those things of who God is and mean it, our prayer and petitions become like, you know what, he can do that because he is the provider. He is the healer. He is the creator. He is our strength and our mercy and our grace and and our weakness that he is stronger. We put him in that place. It's uh, Trisha always laughs about the things like she's like, all right, we we have to carry this stuff, but she she, she would get something. It's like, oh, it's a couch. It's okay. Max can move it. 
because she, she she knows that I can I can I can lift right. We, we always joke about it, but there have been the times through our whole relationship. She's like, well, he can bench press four hundred, so he can lift the fridge. He can he can uh, like all this stuff because she knows who I am. So the things that needs to be done, she's like, oh, he got it. So it's no big deal. It's no big deal. So the same thing with with God when we pause and remind ourselves again. God doesn't need to be like yes. Thank me for who called really he done, but it puts us in that perspective. It's like our God is a big God. So when we bring these things to him, he can answer them. He can provide for them. Right. He hears us. When we start ta- thanking him for his grace and mercy and his love, mm-hmm. it reminds of who he is. So when we bring, bring petition to him, we know that he's graceful and merciful and loving so he's hearing this and he's answering again when we say that you have created everything and all wisdom and power belongs to you so when he's answering the way he's answering as a yes or a no or 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 whatever that's a answer with wisdom and we should be accepting those answers it might be hard to answer but if we say that god you know all things and then we tell him something and he answers us I was like, well, God, you didn't understand. This is what I, how I want it to be. It's like, why are you questioning, <laughs> questioning me, right? It's like if a student wants to correct you. And you're like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, you're going to tell me? <laughs> yeah, tell me. Where were you? Yeah, no, that, no, was, that was last week. That was week. last week. No more joke. Uh-huh. No, and there's, the, there's that old acronym in, when it comes to prayer, right? There's acts. acts where it's adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Uh, maybe you've heard of it, maybe not, but it's a, it's a classic. My issue with that, it, there's actually some good structure to that because if you follow that format, it's a reminder uh, to not make your prayer all uh, all about what you want and what you need. But it becomes very formulated. Imagine if it's every time I spoke to my spouse, I, I said that I had to, you know, okay, I have to follow before I let him know what I need. I, I have to follow Acts. So first I have to tell him how cool he is and then I have to, you know... <laughs> confess anything that I've been holding against him and then thank him for everything he's done. Like that, it just, our relationship with God is a relationship. So I get nervous about those formulas because when we, when we challenge you and say, we need to come to the Lord in prayer continually, and we need to do so with a heart of gratitude and with thanksgiving. It's not that we have to fabricate it in order for God to answer and give us what we want. These are not formulas to get what we want. And this is where we get we get off track so often is that we try to figure out what is the right way as, again, if it's some sort of magic formula to coming to God. And, and that's not what it is. It's coming to the Lord, recognizing that he is holy, he is awesome, he is mighty. And it's an act of love that we don't just come rushing in all the time asking for, for things and being self-centered the world does not revolve around us. It takes us outside of ourselves. The problems that seem so big to us, when we take our eyes and we put our eyes on God, like he said, it's not that God needs us to give him thanks or to stroke his ego and tell him how awesome, like he knows how awesome he is. Mm -hmm. We need to do it for us because when we 
lift our eyes up, we remember where our help comes from. When we lift our eyes up, we see how big God is. We, we look at all of creation. We see what's going on in the big picture of the world and the small place we have in it. And again, our problems start to find their rightful place. It's not that we dismiss our problems. It's that so often our anxiety and our worry get us spinning in our minds mm-hmm. and, and our own problems become blown out of proportion. And our own problems are really manageable to the God of the universe. They're not manageable to me, mm-hmm. but they're manageable to him. And, and as he quoted from Philippians 4, 6, it says, do not be anxious about anything. Again, because that worry and that anxiety makes our problems seem so big. It consumes our energy. It consumes our, you know, our, our joy and our life. And, and our world starts to revolve around our problems instead of revolving around our God. And, and then it says, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I love the fact that he, he encourages us to come with prayer and petition to God and to leave it at God's feet. And it doesn't say, and God will give you whatever you ask. No, what's changed is us. Our hearts will be guarded. Our minds will find peace. We will walk away changed as we come to God with thanks and praise and a grateful heart. Yeah, I, 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 as you were saying about the whole being anxious and everything else, because it's, it's a hard thing. Anxiety comes along. Anxiety is something that, especially in our culture right now, is such a big thing after 2020. It became so, like, especially for us looking at our students and mm-hmm. everything else. Anxiety is a big thing. And I remember when... Uh, getting my training in chaplaincy and everything else and talking about anxiety or panic attacks one of the things that you got to do is you got to ground yourself you know three things that you see three things that you can smell three things that you can touch and you kind of ground yourself so that way it's like all right the thing that's going on in my head Mm -hmm. that's in my head let me ground myself and i think through thanksgiving Mm -hmm. we're pretty much grounding ourselves spiritually our god is a big god our God is the creator of the universe. Our God is loving. Our God is right. merciful. Right. Those are the kind of like the three things that can spiritually bring us back to who our God is. Mm-hmm. Right. So that way the anxiety does not overtake us in, the, in that spiritual. I love that. And part. I think it's a both and, right? Because when you really are, there's a difference between just being stressed or worried and actually having an anxiety yeah, or panic attack. Exactly and that. so I think it's important. We've been on this journey of coming to the Lord you know, body, mind, soul, and spirit. And so taking advantage of those grounding tools as far as the things that we can physically taste, see, and smell, but also on a spiritual level to see that we are more than just what we can taste, see, touch, and smell, right? That there is that spiritual component that what better to anchor yourself in and ground yourself in than in than in Christ and Christ alone. To, To remember the work that he has done and to remember that it is finished that that we cannot control our circumstances but but god can yeah and i mean it's i that's a it's a very triggering scripture right there because i, I remember there was times when I, I got so anxious or panic attacks I, I mean i would have bloody noses i would work myself up so bad mm-hmm. and i was like yeah don't tell me that verse right now but at the <laughs> same time if i actually took the time to thank god to pray mm-hmm. and to find peace and knowing that 
he is in control. He might have helped me, especially at that time. Um, so being able to walk in that, it's really important. Yeah. Starting from the morning. Like, again, and sadly, I forgot forgot to do this. The something that I, after we watched, after we watched the show, the the Jesus show. The Chosen? Chosen. Yeah. Like, I, I was blessed by how for Jewish people, the Orthodox Jews, like, before they, they wake up, before their feet hit the ground, they have a prayer of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Then after they wash up, they have mm-hmm. prayer of the new day and then you know and then at that at night before they go to sleep i just remember it was it was such in the in the show they had it was a big deal from for them and they showed it a number of times i remember one of the shows jesus after he like healed was healing people all day and i remember he was like barely laying down on his bed and before he lay down he he gave this prayer as he was (laughs) falling asleep but it's one of those powerful things to me to to start the day in thanksgiving you know, there, there's so much to be thankful for, even though that alarm is going off. Mm-hmm. But man, my alarm is going off. Right. I'm, I'm breathing. I'm hearing things. I'm, if I open my eyes and wipe off the boogies, I, I see things. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. I love, I love your transparency, and I, I think I can relate to that, too. There was a season in my life when it was just so, so dark. Uh, had just been through so much trauma. And, and getting, actually, advice from the therapist to make a list every day. And and I had read some things too that just kept encouraging and saying how the act of making a list of things you're thankful for and gratitude can help actually with depression. And Mm I was so triggered. I was so angry. I'm like, I don't want to make a stupid list about what I'm thankful for. I want to just be mad and I want to be sad and I want to be frustrated. And you know, I know what I'm thankful for. I just don't want to diminish what I'm upset about. Mm -hmm. And and I think, again, it's that tension of honesty, but what, what is still helpful about trying to lean into the practice is even noticing that resistance, right? Because obviously there's a lot of things I could be thankful for. There's so many things that God has done that are so good, uh, but I didn't want to do that because my heart was not in a good place. And so the, the, it doesn't change the truth that coming to God with a thankful heart is a healthy spiritual practice mm-hmm. so we just have to say well well maybe it's not a good it doesn't change that it's a good thing what what it can happen though is that if i'm not in a good place i don't like the spiritual practice <laughs> because that's because it i that's real when sometimes you just want to feel bad right yeah. sometimes you just want to be frustrated sometimes you just need a moment to have a pity party mm-hmm. and and sometimes you know Life is hard and you go through some sort of really deep, dark place that it's hard to be thankful. But again, what we're, what we're trying to instill here is that doesn't mean that the practice of giving thanks to God regularly is not a spiritual truth that we need to practice. It actually says in the, in the verse for today from 1 Thessalonians five sixteen through 18, it says, For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So if you want to know what God's will is, it says to pray continually giving thanks. So this is a direct command and expectation that God would have for a healthy Christian and our spiritual walk. And if we find that it's a difficult exercise or a difficult practice that doesn't take away from the truth that's in it, what it does is hold up a mirror to the mm-hmm. fact that we are not in a very good place. Mm-hmm. And and maybe we already know that, but 
then we have to keep working at it until we get into a better place. You know, it's, it's almost like a barometer. It's an indicator. If, if I am overflowing with ways that I can give thanks and praise and lift my hands and sing to God, then I'm in a healthier spiritual place. If I'm not able to do that, then it doesn't mean that something's wrong with God. It means that something is not right with me. And, mm-hmm. and I need to sit with that and wrestle with that uh, until those spiritual truths permeate me in a way where I am able to find hope, where I am able to give thanks, where I am able to praise God in the way that he deserves. Yeah, I, there, there's a verse that, that kind of jumps on that. Hebrews 13, 15. Um, Hebrews 13, 15 says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. And I, I really like that it's a sacrifice of praise. Like, it's just something that we give. So when it's hard to give Thanksgiving, yeah, it's a sacrifice. It's, it's going to be something. It's something that you give of yourself. Like, it's, it, uh, it was an interesting statement for me that it was a sacrifice of mm-hmm. praise. Right. It's something that we have to give up that's maybe difficult or painful. Either. Yeah. The... That's, I think, is the biggest thing, is be, being able to be difficult, that it's a difficult thing to give thanks. <coughs> I, I don't know. It's, may, maybe it's something that we see all the time where it's, it is difficult to give thanks. Like, there, I'm sure there's times there's people in your life that you just don't want to thank them. It's like it's hard to be like, oh, thank you, I guess. Um, you want some water? Okay. Uh, so so that's kind of that's big big part of it is realizing that it might be a sacrifice but it's a positive thing for us to sacrifice to do to do that to give that up to God just like we sacrifice our time and talent and treasure we've talked about that um, praise praise is, is another one of those sacrifices that we give to God and th- through thanksgiving <clears throat> yeah so we, there's this uh, devotion that we wanted to share, just an excerpt of it. Uh, this is from Experiencing God Day by Day by Henry Blackaby. It's, old, it's an oldie but a goodie. Very, very. Uh, and it, it, this, the title of this one is Spontaneous Praise. It says, Praise is the spontaneous response of a grateful child of God in his presence. The person who knows God and experiences him intimately gives to the Lord the deepest praise. Trying to stop the praise of a thankful heart would be like trying to arrest the flow of a mighty waterfall. God created us to praise him, and praise will be our activity when we are gathered around his throne in heaven. You should never have difficulty thinking of reasons why God deserves your praise. Enjoying times of praise to God, both privately and publicly. If your life is not filled with praise, it may be that you have lost your appreciation for God's merciful activity in your life. Never forget what God has saved you from. Never take for granted what it means to have the assurance of eternity with God. Do not regard the spiritual kinship you enjoy with other believers. Make sure to often recount the blessings he has poured on you and your family. And as you contemplate the boundless love and mercy God has shown you, you will want to erupt with spontaneous and authentic praise. It does not have to be manipulated or orchestrated. It is real and a personal expression of a grateful heart and a wonderful life that has encountered the Holy God. Uh, I loved how this 
connected the ability to bring praise to God in prayer and worship with the condition of our heart. And how if our heart is grateful, we may have bad things that are going on, but if we are grateful, we will have reasons to give thanks and praise. And, and he compares it to trying to stop the rush of a waterfall, that God actually created us to praise him. Mm-hmm. God created us to, to give him thanks and worship. Uh, the whole reason why Christ came and died on the cross was so that we would have that relationship of grace and mercy. Uh, I believe it's in Hebrews or, or Romans where he says that he subjected all things to wrath in order to show his mercy. So we're, we're God has actually arranged all of human history and and his plan for us, his will for us, is that we would give him thanks and praise. And if we're not able to do that for some reason, then that has to do with the condition of our heart. And that's something that then, again, in prayer, we bring we can bring that authentically to God as well and just say, Lord, I want to be thankful and I want to praise you but right now I just feel so buried in, in the darkness and then a despair that's around me or, or whatever your situation is, the stress uh, and, and being transparent and asking him to heal your heart, heal your broken heart mm-hmm. so that you can give him the thanks and praise that he deserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, I think with Thanksgiving, we, we take God's gifts because it's been there for so long, I think we give our gifts for or his gifts for granted, even in salvation. I think there's there's many Christians and non Christians who don't realize how big the gift of salvation is, because we look at salvation as something that will happen later on but we need it now so thank you for dying on the cross that I can have a relationship with God when I die Mm -hmm. but they don't see like it's something big now I don't need to thank you for it right now because Mm -hmm. it's somewhere else so we're literally taking uh, that for granted for him sending for God to send his son on earth for him to die on the cross to be raised again they take that for granted they don't see it because it's so far out there. It's not here. It's not now. Another biggest thing for me is, um, I, I always, I always say that is if you can't think of anything to be thankful for, remember the breath in your lungs. That is a gift. That, uh, that is the biggest gift. Um, how desperate we are for uh, for that breath. Like there's been many times where in sports where I got the wind knocked out of you and all of a sudden you're like trying to take that breath and you just can't you know or swimming underwater and you went a little bit too deep and now you're running out of breath and you're going up and you're like oh my gosh what's gonna happen i know i was talking to trish before this when she had the lung surgery and she couldn't there was not enough oxygen at all and i remember her taking these little breaths and the hope for a deeper breath was the longing and like we take that for granted that breath that he has given us each and every day from the beginning of creation when he breathed his breath into us to each and every day that we get to experience it from all the things around us um just give thanks to to him i you know i feel like that that's what their breath was for we take in the breath of air that he has blessed us with and and we 
give out praise. Our breath is praise because it's working. <laughs> that's when, and when we stop breathing, um, that's when the pra- the praise will stop here, and then right. we'll move on. So it's 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 important. It's important. There's there's always things to be to praise, and it starts with our breath. Right, and if we think that we don't have anything to be thankful for, it's just like our breath. You don't you take it so for granted, and then when you don't have it. <laughs> You realize how blessed you were, you know, our health. There's there's so many things and and if we feel like we don't have we're we're hard stretched, hard pressed to come to the Lord with things to be thankful for and to be grateful for, then we have to start looking at the things that we are taking for granted that so many people around the world don't have. Uh, and we'll probably have an abundance of things. Yeah, I th- I think that's why there's uh, people have these aha moments when they go to mission trips, when they go to places where I mean we were just even talking about it in Pittsburgh, and you were like there's so much need, so much homelessness, so mm-hmm. much, and we walk by, you know we bless them, we tell we might give them something, but at the end of the day they're sleeping on the streets, we get to go home into our beds. There's so there's so much to be thankful for. So so that that's why we need to. And I love, um, I love uh, the heart of David. Right, he was a, a man after God's own heart. In the in Psalm uh, one nineteen, right at the end, it talks about how uh, that David would praise God seven times, <laughs> seven times a day. That was something that he wanted. He wanted to do. It was it was a thankful heart because he know what for where he came from to where God has brought him through and and everything else. So a lot of uh, Psalms that written, was written by David was some of them was very pleading, <laughs> why me? And some of them are are just such praiseworthy Psalms. And we just wanted to share that one. We're going to be in Psalm one hundred three, and uh, I don't know. Maybe we can just go around and read a couple of verses together. Yeah. Or would that would that sound good? Mm-hmm. So if you guys look up Psalm one hundred three. Maybe we can take five verses each. You guys ready? No, I'm sorry. That's okay. Okay. You want to start? Sure. And then I'll go. And then we'll just go. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits, who forgives your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. But that's just powerful right there. That's so much right there. You're struggling. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abundant in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve (laughs) or repay us according to our iniquities. How great is God's love for all who worship him, greater than the distance between heaven and earth. 
How far has the Lord taken our sins from us? Farther than the distance from east to west. Just as parents are kind to their children, the Lord is kind to all who worship him because he knows we are made of dust. We humans are like grass or wildflowers that quickly bloom, but a scorching wind blows and they quickly wither to be forever forgotten. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with the children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules all over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. Wow. Now, we, we talked some time ago about the word hallelujah and how it is actually a command to praise God. Mm-hmm. And I think that in light of this study and the, the topic that's at hand, uh, to to take the time to understand that we, we have to tell ourselves sometimes to praise the Lord because while God designed us to give him praise. God designed us to give him glory. Our fallen nature will resist that. Our fallen nature wants to shake our fist at God. Our fallen nature wants to blame God and and run the opposite direction. So recognizing that our spirit may long for that unity with God, but our flesh often wants the opposite. That as we go into prayer time and as we practice having a heart of gratitude as we practice praising and thanking God in our prayer time that we will face resistance. There will be a part of us that this is a hard thing to lean into and to remind ourselves of hallelujah, where we tell ourselves like, no, my soul will praise the Lord. Like David says here, praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. He's actually commanding himself, his own soul um, to be subject to the Holy spirit um, that he he's not going to give in to his flesh that wants to be angry or mad at God, uh, but instead he he commands his soul to give praise to his Creator, and and we may very well need to do the same. Yeah, yeah. I think this this psalm is just such a great reminder of who God is, and if there if we do have difficulty of of putting something in our lives we're thankful I mean it's just he starts off with I love praise the Lord O my soul and forget not all his benefits who forgives all our all our sins and heals all our desires who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles I mean it's just it's just so powerful so powerful and he's he's just he's not talking about just what god has done for him he's just saying this is who god is he's not saying my god did this for me he said your your sins he's forgiving your sins he says but he's given you it's just it's just so powerful and it's something that we uh, should definitely uh, remember that and like you said as soon as you said it the the song is my my spirit is willing but my flesh is so weak. Light the fire in my soul. It's, it's just, it should be that 
the it should be something that's in our soul that's just fired up like i said like when you when you're struggling for that breath that that desire to take that breath that's how thanksgiving should be coming out of just uh, just out of out of that fresh breath i think i think that's where it should be each and every time thanks for joining us we hope this teaching blessed you and brought you closer to god know you are loved and covered in prayer